Welcome to Today's Issues, offering a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Tim Wildman, President of the American Family Association. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Today's Issues on the American Family Radio Network. Pardon me while I see what day it is here. It's uh, Wednesday, September 29th, 2021. All right. Do you, uh, how you doing, Ed? Hey, I'm doing great. Ed Vitagliano. Awesome. Joining Hockey us. season is just around the corner. And, and the long summer doldrums are about to end. Fred, Fred, and Fred Jackson concurs. Yes. You guys are a little bit giddy here. Back uh, to hockey. A little bit right. giddy. Uh, so, so, so the, the hockey season does commence to borrow from Jay Clampett when, uh, it, it, I think, uh, first or second week of October. So okay. they're doing preseason games. Right. Okay. Now, Ed, Ed may be aware of this, but I have a question. Are they going to like all the Canadian teams have to stay in Canada? All the U S teams have to stay in U S no, apparently they're going back to the original lineups for the division. So really, I'm not sure how that's going to work with Canada's regulations. Well, I think the teams are pretty much all vaccinated. Okay. So maybe that changes something, although doesn't change squad about transmission of the virus, <laughs> that's but true. it makes we you feel will, better. We will find Go out ahead and today. Get your shot. <laughs> Bro, Fred, what about, uh, tell me what about, uh, Canada and Trudeau, they have they been uh, acting like Australia up there? Oh yeah, uh, Trudeau just got reelected uh, last week in the federal election up there, and one of the first things he announced when he came out of the uh, hiding yesterday was that uh, starting within a few weeks, if you uh, want to travel by air in Canada, uh, you're going to have to have a vaccination passport. In other words. You don't get on the airplane unless you're vaccinated. Likewise, if you're taking a train from Montreal to Toronto, you're going to have to have a vaccination. So you don't get on the train, you don't get on the airplane, unless you can prove that you've been vaccinated. Well, Fred, that's where the science is leading. Oh, no, that's right. Wait a second. <laughs> well, I don't think that's going to happen in the U.S., but it might. I'm, I'm saying 60-40 yeah. that yeah. it won't happen. But mm-hmm. uh, Unbelievable. Are Canadians just sheep? Well, first of all... Or, or they agree with it. I don't mean to offend Canadians. I'm no, just no, saying, no. What, what's the mentality here? Canada just re-elected them. Now, the Conservative Party, capital C Conservative Party in Canada, won the popular vote. Oh, really? They did. They won the popular vote. And there were huge protests against vaccination okay, mandates so, during the election campaign. So there is probably half the country who yes. is... Okay, yes. gotcha. Yeah. Who doesn't agree with this, Yes, but they're not the majority. That's right. Okay. Yeah. If you thought it was bad here in the United States, I had family members who could not visit other family members in the same town. My sister. For, for months on end now, hasn't it? Yes. My sister had to sit on the front porch of her son's house to visit them through the screen door. She wasn't Why is COVID is COVID just wiping out parts of Canada? We haven't no, heard this. We haven't no. heard this. You you look at the cases in Canada. You know you look at cases down here in yeah. the state. Uh, up there, maybe three people died in the last week in Nova Scotia. It, it just oh my goodness gracious. Okay, that's the way it is. Uh, that's 
Let's reset. It's going to be. It's going to be. Let's a long, reset because we had we show. had we had all happy news. <laughs> yeah, had, hockey was back. Yes, we had. All I know happy you were news. thrilled. Huh? <laughs> yes. Well, I, I'm 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 happy that y'all are happy. Hey. Okay. Thank you. Okay. All right. You're listening to today's issues, Fred. Uh, well, I tell you, Fred. Before we jump into uh, the news, why don't Ed, you tell our folks. You know what your job is every day. Absolutely. And I enjoy, I enjoy it. Love Check it. that box, Ed. Yep. Folks, if you would like to watch us do radio, uh-huh. please go to YouTube or Facebook. Or search Facebook. for today's issues. Click through. Click through. You can watch us do this program on, yeah. on a video feed. If you are planning on traveling sometime in the near future, we'll be away but from But not your, Canada. But not, but not Canada, unless no. you're vaccinated. Right. Then uh, and you're going to be away from a terrestrial radio station. You can still listen to American Family Radio 24/7 by downloading the AFR app. And as long as you have good internet, good connection, you can listen to us all day long. You can also go to AFR.net on your computer and stream the audio live for American Family Radio. Uh-huh. Get podcasts and whatnot. Or you can stream the audio live, or you can do the podcast, which is the streaming of the audio, of the audio not live. That is correct. Okay. It's after the fact. You miss a show, you can go back and But we were filmed it. in front of a live audience. Yes. <laughs> yes. Huh? Yes. Cause, yeah, because we got people watching, and Adam Suddeth, who's filling in for Brent Creeley, is watching, so he's an audience. Right. So we are filming before a live studio audience. Yes. <laughs> All right, uh, go ahead, Fred. Uh, well, today we have a repeat performance of the generals. Okay. The generals, Mackenzie, Milley, and Secretary of Defense Austin were before the Senate yesterday. Today they're before the House, and, of course, the, uh, the hearings are being held basically because of the disastrous withdrawal uh, from Afghanistan. Now, here was, I, I believe, the most interesting point yesterday. You mean the Senate hearings? The Senate hearings yesterday. These generals were asked, did you at any point recommend to the President of the United States that we, the United States, should leave a contingent of our military in Afghanistan? Now, so I want you to have a listen to the response of General McKenzie and also General Milley. Uh, if if uh, that when they were asked that question, how they responded, did you recommend to the president that we should keep people in Afghanistan? Cut number four. I recommended that we maintain 2,500 troops in Afghanistan, and I also recommended earlier in the fall of 2020 that we maintain 4,500 at that time. Those are my personal views. I also have a view that the withdrawal of those forces would lead inevitably to the collapse of the Afghan military forces and eventually the Afghan government. Yeah, so I understand that. And uh, General Milley, I assume you agree with that in terms of the recommendation of 2,500? I do agree with that. Did you talk to the president about General Miller's recommendation? Sir, I was present when that discussion uh, occurred. Mm -hmm. And I'm confident that the president heard all the recommendations and listened to them very thoughtfully. All right. I hope you heard what both generals said. General McKenzie said, yeah, 2,500, maybe up to 4,500, because I was concerned that the Afghan forces would dissolve if we pulled out completely. And then you have General Milley saying, I was in the room when the president was told this. Now, why is that important? Because 
just a few weeks ago, President George, George uh, President Joe Biden was interviewed by ABC's George Stephanopoulos, who, even though he worked for the Clinton campaign at, at some point, the Clinton administration, I thought asked a very pointed question of Joe Biden with regards, did he receive a recommendation to keep troops in Afghanistan? Cut number three. But your top military advisors warned against withdrawing on this timeline. They wanted you to keep about 2,500 troops. No, they didn't. It was split. That, that wasn't true. That wasn't true. They didn't tell you that they wanted troops to stay? No, not, at, not in terms of whether we were going to get out in a time frame all troops. They didn't argue against that. So no one, no one told your military advisors did not tell you, no, we should just keep 2,500 troops. It's been a stable situation for the last several years. We can do that. We can continue to do that. No, no one said that to me that I can recall. Wow. Uh, listen, I'm sh- I guess they were under oath, uh, uh, Generals uh, Milley and McKenzie. They right. were. They were. So they had to say the truth. Yes. Oh, but oh. it's shocking to hear them. They basically threw President Biden under the bus. They're calling him a liar. Yeah. No, there's yeah. no other way to interpret that. Yeah. They're not. They're not going to say it like that, obviously. But that's what they said. Yes, to me, they're 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 uh, they're being honest men here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're trying to also salvage their own reputation. Yes. Right. Because this reflects very poorly on them if they say, if they don't stand up for what they said to. Now they they're not the president. Right. Okay. They 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 cannot overrule what the president decides to do. They must carry out orders. This is a chain of command. President of the United States is a commander in chief. He's a civilian authority over the military. If he says, pull out all the troops, you may say, but sir, do you know, have you considered, please understand this will happen. But ultimately at the end of the day, he makes the call. Biden is saying they didn't tell him what they just said. They told him and both, and, and both of them, those gentlemen corroborated each other basically yeah, millie said i was in the room right when the president was told that yeah millie's the joint chiefs of staff and chairman and, of the joint and chiefs. The mckenzie that's that's the general's name right yes yes mckenzie is director of central command central command now so, that's that's in charge of u.s forces from north yes. africa egypt all the way through the middle east Iran, uh, Iraq, Iran, Afghanistan, all the way to the Southeast Asia. There's like a. You know what they need to do? They need to subpoena the president. Okay, mm-hmm. if 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 Jen Psaki's going to spin this one, she's tried to yesterday to yes, say this did. is complicated or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, let me just say on on the on the five percent chance that Biden was being honest, okay, or or was. Stating the truth as he knows it, right? Okay, to bar from the left or whatever. Could he have been interpreting Stephanopoulos's question? It seemed to me at first that first question could have been interpreted as, "Did they tell you you need to leave the troops in until we evacuate everybody, and then you can pull them out?" You see what I'm saying? Because what Biden did was he pulled all the troops out, and then he said. We're getting all the civilians out, and we see what a disaster that turned out right. to be with 13 dead American troops uh, among among other people who were killed, innocent children in, mm-hmm. in that drone strike. Uh, but, but Stephanopoulos, to his credit, followed up with basically, no, I want to understand you completely. Are you saying uh, that they didn't say leave 2,500 troops in there, whatever the number was? And Biden said, no, 
Uh, what did he say? I know. Did can, he say can no? we uh, here? Here, I, I want us to replay it because Biden's answer. Yeah, Biden's answer because it seems to me at first what the president was saying, as well as what you're saying, is that he was saying not all his military advisors said this. They were split. He they said they were split, and then Stephanopoulos, Stephanopoulos pressed him, and he wound up. It seems to me, if I remember right, saying nobody told me this so let's let's replay the president's answer but your top military advisors warned against withdrawing on this timeline they wanted you to keep about 2500 troops no they didn't it was split that, that, that wasn't true that wasn't true mm. they didn't tell you that they wanted troops to stay no not at not in terms of whether we were going to get out in a time frame all troops they didn't argue against that so no one no one told your military advisors did not tell you no we should just keep 2,500 troops, it's been a stable situation for the last several years. We can do that. We can continue to do that. No, no one said that to me that I can recall. I'm telling you something. Either the generals are lying or Biden's lying about a, a extremely serious matter. Yeah. So you tell me. Yeah, interna- this is an international Am I using too strong a word? No. I don't like the word lying being thrown around. It's in, because it's just not, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Lying is an intention beyond uh, somebody who's maybe confused or didn't understand the question right or interpreted something wrong. You, you understand what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, I, I, that's a good point to make. I, I think it's possible that the president was either confused or was shading the truth to make, to try to take some of the spotlight off this catastrophe. And it is an international catastrophe. We have, we have uh, 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 countries who are our allies who are very angry with us for right. the way that they that, are that, that the, uh, our country handled this, especially the Brits. It could, yeah, it could be that what the president means is no, not everybody told me to do that, not all of my military advisors, and he may be implying that there is a question about whether or not Milley and McKenzie were saying keep twenty five hundred in permanently. Or just until we get true, you know, everybody out. Okay, if that's true, and and I know p- people, please don't bombard Ed with, with uh, Ed's naive yes, uh, right. comments. Ed was only responding to what a possible scenario would be if the president was not lying. Yes. Okay, I understand that, but but w- you know what needs to happen today if we had an honest White House press corps, and maybe this will happen if Peter Ducey's there from Fox News, but somebody else needs to ask this too. If what what needs to happen today, in my view, in light of what these generals said, is if the president Biden is being on an honest man, which he has a history of not being, he need, he doesn't need to send uh, Jen Psaki to the White House press room today mm-hmm. to try to spin this one. Okay, he needs to go in there himself. Yeah, and he needs to say, you know what, ladies and gentlemen, I watched the generals yesterday, and they said this. And I want to clarify this situation uh, in light of what I told George Stephanopoulos a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And here is the explanation for the seeming uh, contradiction between my, what I said and what they said. Yeah. If he doesn't do that, then all we're left with is that he did uh, – he is either seriously uh, – no, i tell you what he needs to do in addition to that. Am I am I rolling here? Am I going? Am yeah, I, no, am this, I in, this okay, is fine. Yeah. He needs to say, 
Uh, you remember I, You remember in my George Stephanopoulos interview where I said that the that the uh, the uh, advice was split mm-hmm. among my military uh, leaders. Well, yesterday you heard from um, Milley, General Milley, and General McKenzie. McKenzie. Well, the the, the person who uh, split with them was so and so. Right. And he said so and so, and this guy is as well credentialed as those two generals. Right. Yep. So when I'm telling you the room was split yep. on what to, to do. This is what I'm saying to you. Yeah. So, yeah. Or, Fred, so or, what do you think about that, Fred? No, no, no. That, a- absent those things. If, if, if I was a reporter in the room, yeah. uh, to follow up on your interview, Mr. President, with George Stephanopoulos, who were the others who were contrary yes. to McKenzie yes. and Millie? Name because, them. Name because them. Because we now have McKenzie and Millie on record right. as right. telling you right. to keep at least 2,500 right. there. You say it was split. Can you tell us right. the names of the others? Or you go to the others who are in that room who disagree with Millie right. and McKenzie and ask them to come into the press conference yes. today? Yes. Okay. Why is it that you disagree with Millie? Yes. You know, yes. Because we need to understand the reasoning. Yes. If yeah. the, the terrible consequences that happened as a result of Biden's terrible decision now, as yes. we know, it, it it is helpful in certain in situations like this, where you explain why you did what you did, mm-hmm. uh, but it went bad. But I want you to understand: here was the reasoning behind it. Yes. it. You could you could easily say if you wanted to defend your actions, right? Even though things unravel, right. I mean, and frequently right. they do in a right. military situation. What's the old expression? Everyone's got a plan until you get punched in the nose. Okay, so you could say. I followed the advice of generals so-and-so, so-and-so, and so-and-so. We did not expect the Afghan army to, to collapse. We thought they were well-trained, well-supplied. They had sacrificed their lives to the tune of sometimes 60,000 and a, whatever. You know, the, yeah. the, some pretty high numbers died in defense uh, against the Taliban. We did not expect them to unravel, and that's on us. Well, very interesting that you mentioned this. Uh, Brent... I'd like to go back to cut four again. I just want you, everybody, to yes, hear again. Yes, listen to what he says. Listen to what McKenzie said he recommended. Cut number four. I recommended that we maintain 2,500 troops in Afghanistan. And I also recommended earlier in the fall of 2020 that we maintain 4,500 at that time. Those are my personal views. I also have a view that the withdrawal of those forces would lead inevitably to the collapse of the Afghan military forces and eventually the Afghan government. All right, there you have it. McKenzie was recommending last fall that we keep at least 4,500 because he was concerned that the Afghan military would collapse. Right. What have you heard from the White House? We were shocked. That the Afghan nobody military, thought. That's nobody. A good, that's a good point. Nobody, nobody thought. They said. Nobody thought. That that's an excellent point because then you can't argue. Yes. That we we just simply listened to those who said the Afghan army was strong because they did say that they did yes. say we were shocked we were stunned by it. Yes. All right. Good you know point. what? The only thing I can deduct here, guys, is President Biden's lying through his teeth, and he uh, got caught. And the liberal media can't save him on this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, by, by, by caught, I mean, I don't know that he ever expected things to go as bad as they did and for these generals to have to appear, have to have to uh, being held to account in a public way like like what happened yesterday. I'm curious, what did, so, you know, he wouldn't be the first politician to lie, okay? 
Republican or Democrats, they're both all, all all parties are capable of lying through their teeth, and we've seen that many times in the past. But uh, in this particular way, there there are there are levels and degrees of dishonesty, uh, and when you have what happened in Afghanistan, mm-hmm. unless the president can come, I'll, I'll give him today to come out and do what I said come out and face the media himself, not send, not send his spokesperson out there. You come out and man up. They manned up. Mm-hmm. Right. Those generals manned up, and they mm-hmm. said what they mm-hmm. – uh, you know, I, I gained some respect back for those fellows, quite yes. frankly. Uh, Millie, I, I don't uh, – he's, he's too woke for me. He's to too woke. He's studying time. white uh, rage, which is like studying Bigfoot, mm-hmm. okay? Um uh, but but uh, the other the other gentleman McKenzie, McKenzie. in particular, mm-hmm. I gain I regained some respect for him for testifying in, in such a frank manner. Yeah. Yesterday, uh, I, I, I but I'll say this: I don't think the president is going to do this. He's going to do su- what I said, which you suggested, no. because they are they're under it on on three or four different major issues, and they're trying to get they're trying to get the uh, the, the spotlight off the Biden administration's failures and onto something else, which is why we saw that ludicrous, you know, speech declaration the president made about the border patrol agents <laughs> where he said, we're going to, they're going to, they're going to pay. We're, we, this is, this is an outrage. This is not, you know, on the horseback. They were trying desperately. We don't want right. to focus on what's happening in Del Rio, Texas. Right. Let's talk about the border patrol agents and they do not want a frank discussion about Afghanistan because that out that catastrophe is still unfolding. Hey, where was Secretary Austin? You know, the Secretary of Defense. Where, where, where he testified yesterday too. What what was the essence of what he said? Do you know? He, he was more of the politician in his responses. I'll put it that way. Okay. Well, it sounded like McKenzie wanted to say, "Hey, wasn't my fault." Don't blame well, me. Don't blame I'm, me. I have respect for McKenzie. He was the sacrificial lamb. That was sent out to explain that disastrous drone strike. He wore it. Yeah, That's and did you see, you remember that man? It, yeah. He was his look on his face, and I know that when he had to do that, because uh, yeah. uh, those were in it. Not it was innocent children. Too. Oh yeah, it was and seven it, yeah. kids died, and it, it, it was, it was, it was a, they, they had a mistaken strike. That drone strike killed well and, somebody who wasn't even responsible, and it was and somebody who was it, helping tra- people. They tracked it all day. On that little white truck, they tracked it all day long. Our drone, and, that drone strike, and and they're being asked today. By the way, I know we're going to go to a break here. They're being asked today about that drone strike because you've heard the Biden administration say we can handle things over the horizon. Is the phrase right. that they use? In other words, we can fly things in, fly missions in, and get out of there. If that's true, <laughs> the drone strike says proves it isn't possible. That drone strike was kind of an over-the-horizon event. It was disastrous. Well, over-the-horizon, too, I think also refers to, may refer to more than one thing. Mm. In other words, you shoot on, from this side of the hill, yeah, and you can hit something on the other side, side of the hill without exposing yourself. Right. But but you, you have, the military has that capability, but you still have to pick the right target. Yes. And well, that's what, what happened there, they, they killed a, an innocent man and then, Several children. Uh, the truck right. drove into a neighborhood. The kids come running out to the truck. The drone struck. 
Some, and you're saying they had been tracking that all day. All day And we long. didn't have any better intelligence right. than that. No. He had, and bucket, then, and then he had they, buckets of water in the back of this little truck. And they doubled down I at know, first, remember? Oh, no, I, we got the right, we got oh, the right no, guy. Uh, no, uh, Millie said it was a, a righteous strike. A righteous yeah. strike. Yeah. So, all right, we'll be back in a moment with more of today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. Stay with us. The American Family Association's mission is to inform, equip, and activate individuals to strengthen the moral foundations of our culture. Our goal is to be a leading organization in biblical worldview training for cultural transformation. Here are some of our core values. AFA aims to evangelize the lost and disciple the believer. AFA aims to strengthen biblical marriages and equip parents to raise godly children. Thank you for standing with us as we seek to stop the erosion of godly values. You know, when Matthew 19, the, the scripture records a Pharisee trying to test Jesus concerning marriage, and Jesus responded, Have you not read that he who created them from the beginning made them male and female? And for this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. In the beginning, the first institution God created was the family. Marriage is the centerpiece of family. As a husband and father myself, let me tell you, <laughs> marriage is absolutely wonderful. And we want to encourage and educate people to embrace God's design as the fundamental building block for all of human civilization and to celebrate the lifelong union of one man and one woman as the objective institution that produces human flourishing. Tune in to By Design as we explore God's true purpose and design for marriage. Just visit the podcast page at AFR.net. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Starn. Stand by for news and commentary next. No matter your career goals, you want to find a university that provides excellent academics and state-of-the-art facilities at a price you can afford. At Liberty University, they believe a quality Christian education should be available to everyone. That's why they've frozen their tuition rates through the 2021-2022 academic year and offer multiple scholarships, like the Middle America Scholarship, to bring that price point even lower. Learn more by texting STARNS to the number 49596. Washington is still in shock over testimony from General Mark Milley and General Kenneth McKenzie testifying before the Senate Armed Services Committee that they recommended to President Biden he should keep 2,500 troops in Afghanistan. McKenzie also testified he recommended the U.S. maintain at least 4,000 troops. Now, their testimony stands in direct conflict with public statements made by President Biden. The president telling ABC News no one ever recommended troops remain in Afghanistan. Someone here is not telling the truth. Either President Biden lied or the generals. Or it could be possible the president is suffering some sort of medical issue that is affecting his memory. Either way, it's not very good. But the fact remains, President Biden, for whatever reason, ignored the advice of his military experts, and as a result, 13 American service members are dead. Be sure to download my free daily podcast available right now at ToddSterns.com. A bruised reed he will not break, and a smoldering wick he will not extinguish. He will faithfully bring forth justice. He will not grow weak or discouraged before he has established justice on the earth. In his law, the islands will put their hope. Isaiah 42, 3 and 4. American Family Radio. 
This is today's issues. Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. Past broadcasts of today's issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of today's issues. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, to today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. I'm Tim Wildman with Deb Battagliano and Fred Jackson. Should you uh, want to send us an email, you can use this address, comments at AFR.net, comments at AFR.net. As always, we thank you for listening to American Family Radio. Fred, next story. Oh, I, we got a guest yes. before we go to the next story. Right. On Wednesdays, this time slot, uh, normally when he's available, our good friend and colleague here, uh, Abe Hamilton, joins us. Abraham Hamilton III, who is general counsel for AFA and a constitutional attorney and host of the Hamilton Quarter, heard each afternoon from 5.05 to 6 o'clock Central Time right here on American Family Radio. Good morning, Abe. Good morning. How are you guys doing? We're doing great, man. Thank you I'm, for asking. I'm not. Thank I'm you. just going to say You're right not? now, I'm not. Okay. I'm just thoroughly well, disgusted Yeah. Uh, well, with this administration. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just going well, to share. I'm just going to be open about that. You be share your heart, Ed. Yeah. I'm sharing. Share that heart. Yeah. So thank you for asking. All Ed. right, Fred has a question for you, Abe. You're welcome. Go, go, yes, Fred. Yes, sir. Abe, uh, we're becoming more familiar with uh, President Biden's order uh, with regards to forced vaccinations for company employees. Over a hundred uh, employees, you have to have uh, vaccinations, but also our our military people. And uh, President Biden, back a few weeks ago, in the midst of this, saying he wanted to up the pressure on military personnel that if they do not comply, that they could be uh, dishonorably discharged. Hmm. Now, in the military, that phrase carries a lot of weight because to be dishonorably discharged, you have to commit a crime. You have to be found guilty of a crime. But now we have the President of the United States, the Commander-in-Chief, saying to these military people, I'm equating your reluctance to get a vaccination with committing a crime. I guess my question is, does the President of the United States, yes, he's Commander-in-Chief, does he have that power to change what is kind of established military law and now equate it to not taking a medical treatment. Well, as you mentioned, the president as commander in chief does have broad authority with as it pertains to the military, but it does not have the authority to um, excise military members, uh, service members from having their First Amendment freedoms. Um, I, I've said this before. Being a an enlisted man, a serviceman, uh, a servicewoman does not foreclose your ability to assert requests for exemptions, whether they be uh, re- religious, especially. You, you do have some curtailed um, freedoms as it pertains to possible medical exemptions and things of that nature. But it does not eliminate your request, your ability to assert a religious exemption. And this just is another example of uh, the dictatorial leanings of Mr. Biden, who campaigned on being, you know, the uniter and want to be uniter in chief, the healer of the world. You know, he was he was singing right alongside Michael Jackson and Stevie Wonder. Uh, <laughs> but but it's it's become evident that that is, first of all, not who he is, not how he's attempting to serve in the Oval Office and any efforts to conflate uh, 
conscientious concerns and objections about receiving, you know, these which could only be described as an experimental vaccination. That's the only way it can be described. An experimental shot as being something worthy of dishonorable discharge uh, is a bridge too far. And I know that there are entities, First Liberty and others, uh, that are eagerly willing to represent servicemen and women who are put in a position to have their concerns about the injection to be conflated as being worthy of dishonorable discharge. Abe, there's a lot of things happening. And one more military question. I'm not sure if you've heard about this lieutenant colonel, Marine, who has been thrown in the brink. He's in jail for basically expressing some of the same things that these generals expressed at the Senate hearing yesterday with regards to Afghanistan. Mm -hmm. uh, I, you talk about freedom of speech can still be extended to a military person, but this person's in jail, not for committing a crime, but for expressing his point of view. Like I say, I believe he's a lieutenant colonel. He's lieutenant colonel, Stuart in, in, Scheller. In the Marines. Mm -hmm. He just expressed a point of view of what happened in Afghanistan. He is now in jail. Right. Well, I, I was specifically talking about religious freedom, not limited to, to speech in total. Obviously, mm. you know, service members have a responsibility of uh, offering due deference to to the appropriate chain of command and things of that nature, which uh, if I remember the, this story correctly, uh, he understood the risk he was taking in terms of yeah. uh, his pension rights and other and things of that nature. <clears throat> he understood the risk he was taking there, but never did he expect to. Uh, be thrown into the, the brink for this to be incarcerated without formally being notified of any charges, which violates due process. Even in the military, service members are afforded due process. As I understand it, he does have uh, his attorney is uh, visiting him. There's supposed to be a hearing, I think, either tomorrow or early next week on this particular case. Um, but that 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 is a as a point that is well taken that we're seeing a bit more, I would think, than more recent history, extreme measures taken uh, when people offer legitimate questions. I mean, a, a great example of the, the legitimacy of the question is that Mr. Biden said he didn't receive any advice on uh, leaving military men and women there to, that would enable the evacuations uh, to be more succinct, more effective. But the military generals testified before the Senate this week, uh, even yesterday, that they did advise him of that. You know, so that that shows that this lieutenant uh, Colonel, I think that's his appropriate rank, uh, has legitimate concerns about accountability because even the president's own generals are saying that, well, we gave certain advice and advice was and that advice wasn't heeded. And that is in direct contravention to what Mr. Biden has said publicly. Well, and, and let me let me just say this. This what I'm going to say is probably not going to be popular. OK, but with I, who? With well, with probably Fred and most, me and Abe well, probably with most of you and most of our listeners. But I do not think the lieutenant colonel. Again, we're talking about Lieutenant Colonel Stuart Scheller should have been gone public with his criticism of those in authority over him. Now especially, he did, especially a viral video. Especially a viral video. Now he understood yeah. the uh, you know the dangers in doing that. I want to I want to defend him a little bit in that this came in the wake of. 13 of his fellow Marines right. being killed. Right. So, uh, but I don't think he should have been thrown in the brig. I mean, and, and the fact that he's under arrest is, is terrible. I, I think that, I think they should simply have punished him the way they're normally punishing those who appear to be insubordinate. I, uh, I am sympathetic to his outrage. I think it was a brave thing to do because he knew he's probably going to risk his pension and all those That's other kind of said. things. But I don't think he should have been thrown in the brig. Right. I don't think he should have been arrested because 
Let me ask you one other question uh, back to the vaccine mandate. Did we ever talk about this? I've forgotten. Uh, in connection okay. to the military. Okay, to the military. But let me ask you, uh, not the military, there, uh, but I'm talking about uh, just the whole idea that Biden has pushed uh, this mandate, the executive order mandate punishing companies that don't fire people who uh, won't get the COVID shot. Uh, where is that going to go, uh, Abe? <laughs> because I, I thought that would have already been ruled unconstitutional, but maybe a case hasn't been brought up yet. Or where, where, where I think it? there's one district judge that put an injunction in place for some healthcare workers. I forget. Well, what the actual yours. details haven't been released. Well, yeah, the, the 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 rule, the the official rule hasn't been released yet. There's been he he said that he wants to do it. He, he can't um, do that. Many, he can't do that. He, oh, he does not have the authority to do that. And we've Thank talked you. about this. I've been saying it. I've been beating the drum on the Hamilton Corner about that. There is not a shred of authority in the United States Constitution nor in any jurisprudential sources no. that would afford the executive branch of the national government the authority to force private employers to compel their staff, their employees to inject their bodies without their consent. No, it, There's no authority for this. And so the moment, the moment, I mean, the ink won't be dry on the proverbial page. The moment the details of this uh, so-called mandate is uh, is issued you can expect an onslaught, an onslaught. Yeah. I know this because I've been talking to people, an onslaught of litigation to flood the country. According to what's been announced thus far, it's going to be a standard issued by OSHA, the Office of Occupational uh, Safety and Health Administration. I mean, I, the, yeah. there's no authority to do this. Personally, I think he thinks he's a king. <laughs> Biden thinks he is a king. And he can just uh, say unto the, peasants out there either you get a covid shot or i'm going to make your life miserable all you companies out there uh you know get ready to get fined into oblivion if you don't comply i, I just don't think he has the cut con- now have we seen cases where the constitutional authority um you know is we, we say that's unconstitutional yet it goes through anyway by the, the supreme court yes that does happen but I'm going to predict in this case, there will be an immediate appeal to the Supreme Court. Uh, remember, you heard it here first. Okay. And and they will accept it, and there will be a 6-3 decision to uh, say to Biden, you, you have no authority to uh, fine companies because they don't make their employees get a well, and let Well, let me give my prediction. I think part of the reason why he did that publicly and to Abe's point, the reason why there hadn't been any, hadn't been, yeah, you had a good point too. Thank you. The the, uh, the reason why he has not released the rule is because he knows he'll be challenged in court. He was, I think, in part, wanting to get all of corporate America and all businesses on board voluntarily. <laughs> That's what I think he was. He was trying to get fo- companies to go. Well, we're gonna have to do it anyway. So, well, how voluntary is it if you're twisting their arm with threatens, uh, fine, uh, fines, and so forth, well, and using OSHA? Is that what he's gonna yeah. use? Yeah. This yeah. is like That's he. he this yeah. is like he. King Biden the other day was trying to use the CDC to control right. commerce <laughs> in yes. America yes. To, and, and to control right. landlords not being able to collect their rent. So says the CDC. Yes. Huh. And, uh, and he knew that was unconstitutional, Biden, King Biden. He knew he didn't have the authority to do that, but he did it anyway. Why? Because AOC camped out in front of the White House for a couple of days with her uh, squad members 
uh, and their communist friends there. And so, so but he was, he, he doesn't have the authority to do these things, uh, these kinds of things. And so I, I anyway, I think that when, when this is brought, when this finally gets to the Supreme Court, um, I think it'll be, sure, finally, I say, I think it'll be expedited because I think the Supreme Court will. Now, there are three members of the Supreme Court who believe that the president, as long as he is a Democrat, has the authority to dictate anything in the name of public safety. Because uh, that, that's what, remember they ruled, what they ruled that you can control church services. Yeah. Yeah. Indefinitely. Yeah. Remember that? Oh, and that yeah. was Roberts joining yes. them, I think. Yeah. yeah. Five, four. You remember that? So, I mean, this is where the Supreme Court is. And had not, had President Trump not won, and you not had him appoint three, and you had Hillary Clinton appointing three far lefty Supreme Court justices instead of Gorsuch, Barrett, and Kavanaugh. It would be the end of our republic as we know it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Huh? That would that would have uh, that would have uh, we'd probably be in camps right now. Yeah. <laughs> those the, those crazy conservative Christians need to be rounded up. Right. And taught it taught how to live differently or else that's what would have been we'd have been on a track for anyway abe uh what are you going to talk what do you what's on tap this afternoon on the hamilton corner <laughs> well i'm going to talk about uh new york's governor who's just reveals that this whole thing with the injections and all it it, it has has it boiled over into full-blown cult status i mean she is declaring uh, spiritual authority concerning these in- in- injections. And then I'm going to contrast that mm-hmm. with the NBA's position. And there are several NBA players who are speaking out uh, about this and offering pretty um, well-articulated reasoning concerning their concern, uh, expressing their concerns about their hesitancy. Yeah, the, the governor of New York, uh, Kathy, how do you pronounce it? Hochul? Is that how you pronounce it? Hochul, yes. Uh, I, I like to call her uh, call it Hokum. Uh, but she, <laughs> you, I'm sure this is what you're going to talk about. She had the uh, I'm vaxxed or vaxxed as a uh, necklace, a necklace, mm-hmm. and then proceeded to talk about how this is what God wants you to do. Yes, and you'll please God. Yes. You'll please God. Uh, th- that that yes. was pretty stunning. Yeah. Yes. All right. Yes, I'm going to play the audio. For All those right. who hadn't heard it yet, they'll hear it this evening. Okay. Uh, thanks, A. Appreciate it, brother. All righty. Thank you, guys. I, th- hey, I think hey. we ought to uh, start calling President Biden Kaiser. Kaiser Biden. I, I like that. That that means like, like that? emperor. For, the, for those who don't know, that means emperor. That's a German for German emperor. German for emperor. It's a, the German equivalent of Caesar. Okay. For the Roman Empire. That's you can almost hear it. Or Kaiser. King. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I, know if I go that far. I might call him Fidel. Fidel. <laughs> I got one for you. Pharaoh Joe. Pharaoh Joe. Pharaoh Joe. Pharaoh like Joe. It. You know, um, uh, this is. I don't know what's going to happen from uh, here because we're talking, we're just, what are we, nine months into his presidency? Yeah. Yeah, January, was it, 22nd? Let me, t- let me tell you something. When you lack character and and you're, you're willing to hedge the truth and you're willing to um, lie, like Biden does. Remember, remember they kept up with Trump lies. So yeah. said the liberal media. Right. 
almost all of the things that they accused Trump of, quote, lying about were matters of nuance, matters of he said something. We all know he was he was exaggerating to make a point, but but you're, you're calling that. You know, there was a whole lot of that with President Trump. He would say stuff, and they would say. Best ever, biggest. Huh? You oh, they said he no. They, they said he said inject people with Clorox yeah. or whatever bleach. Remember bleach. Remember yeah. that they said that's what he said. Yeah. When he ne- like to remember the, uh, the, the he never said that. Right. He never said that. Yeah, also, they said he said that uh, Nazis were good people. Yeah. Uh, uh, remember Char- people Charlotte? Bo- Charlotte's good people on both sides. They're good Nazis. He said yeah. that's what the media said. Right. Anyway, they lied about they lied about what President Trump said and did all the time. Here you have Biden repeatedly saying things that were not. He said he didn't know anything about Hunter Biden's business deals. Right. We all know now. Oh, yeah, he did. He knew Hunter was killing it. Yeah. And uh, that was a lie. He said he he tells so many fibs, he doesn't even know his travel schedule. Right. Biden, he said a few weeks ago, that after the shooting at the synagogue in Pittsburgh, you remember that? Right. A couple, four or five years ago, he said, I went to the synagogue and met with the rabbi. That's what he said, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Okay. The rabbi says he never came here. He was a VP. You can look at travel logs and see that he never, he never right. went there. That wasn't even a, that wasn't even a blip on the media screen. Yes. That the president of the United States is saying, Unless the media thinks, you know what, we know he has dementia, and he can't remember where he gets he, confused. He gets confused, so we're not even right. we're not even going to talk about that these little small fibs anymore. Yeah, and we're not going to talk about dementia, huh? Either <laughs> we're not going to talk about the what he said that was wrong, and we're not going to talk about the reason why he right. said it. Now, just out there, I don't know if he has clinical dementia right. or not. Uh, I just know we all see what's going on there. That's yeah. what I'll say. That there's a uh, cognitive decline, uh, as a lot of people do as they age. We all know that that's happening. You know what? You know I predict that the social media keeps going like they are and banning everything. Probably in another few months, if we mention, if somebody mentions Biden and dementia, it's going to be banned by social media. Uh, actually, I'm surprised that I think it, it will be. It'll already. be. It'll be flagged. It'll be. Uh, what do you call it when the? It'll be algorithmed. Yeah. So if you mentioned the word dementia with Biden, just like if you mentioned uh, vaccine, uh, vaccine and ivermectin, I, if you mentioned ivermectin and COVID, it's going to be banned. Right. They're probably going to head that direction with the social media. Yeah. Going the way it is. Okay, Fred, more good news. Do you yeah. have? Well, uh, moving from President Biden to Vice President Kamala Harris. Yesterday, the vice president... May went, I sigh at this point, Fred? Because I think we deserve a, a lengthy sigh. A sigh moment. <sighs> okay, thank you. Go ahead. All right. She went to George Mason University in Virginia. Uh-huh. And she had a little question and answer time with some students uh, after that. One of the students who has identified herself as uh, uh, Yemeni uh, Iranian. She's not an American girl. A Yemeni Iranian? Yeah. Uh, half, in, half, Yemen, half, half and half, okay. I guess. Okay, gotcha. Anyway, she basically, this student said, you know, uh, I'm paraphrasing here. I think it is absolutely terrible that the United States subsidizes Israel uh, because Israel 
is basically guilty of ethnic genocide. So what you're going to hear, this is going to be cut number one, is a little bit of this George Mason University student. But then you're going to hear the response from the vice president. Listen very carefully. I see that over the summer, there have been like protests and demonstrations in astronomical numbers standing with Palestine. But then just a few days ago, there were funds allocated to continue backing Israel, which hurts my heart because it's an ethnic genocide and a displacement of people, the same that happened in America. And I'm sure you're aware of this. And I'm glad you did. I'm glad you did. And again, this is about the fact that your voice, your perspective, your experience, your truth, not be suppressed. All right. What? Yeah. Well, what kind of answer was that? She that that young student just accused Israel of ethnic genocide. Yes. And and along the same line as the United States did, and we're funding Israel genocide. to allow them to. What continue. does genocide mean? What's the What's the definition? She said but ethnic genocide. It, it is to uh, to murder people of a particular group, eradicate in, intentionally. Okay. Okay, that's not, we all know that's not true. 20, as I said, 20, 25% of the Israeli population is Arab. Yes. Right. Okay. A few years ago, there was a survey done of Arabs living in Israel and asked them, would you live, whether live here in Israel, would you rather live in a Muslim dominated country like Saudi Arabia? They said, we'd rather live in here. Yeah. Where there's freedom. Right. Uh, I, that's just an aside. This, uh, what she's talking about is Americans, uh, the American government does give money to Israel. Yes. They give, American government gives money all over the world. For what she was referring to is the renewal of, of money for the Iron Dome, which is a defensive mechanism. When you're fired upon, yes. you shoot down the, yes. the enemy's missile. If Israel didn't have the Iron Dome, Israel would cease to exist. Okay. Yes. So Israel has to have the Iron Dome, which is a missile defense system, and the United States government, uh, bipartisan, voted to uh, affirm that to pass that legislation the other day, and, and that's what and what this uh, young student is talking about is that's what she's talking about. In other words, the the, the AOC and uh, and the this student right here would rather Israel not have protection from terrorist attacks. Correct. That's, that's basically Correct. what they're saying. But here's the thing. Listen while the vice president of the United States answers this slanderous against our, our best ally in the Middle East, answers this. Listen to this pathetic. Is that the kind of word you would use? I, you get a thumbs up for me. Okay, li listen to this answer. And notice she says your truth, like there can be multiple truths. Go ahead. But I see that over the summer, there have been like protests and demonstrations in astronomical numbers standing with Palestine. But then just a few days ago, there were funds allocated to continue backing Israel, which hurts my heart because it's an ethnic genocide and a displacement of people, the same that happened in America. And I'm sure you're aware of this. And I'm glad you did. I'm glad you did. And again, this is about the fact that your voice, your perspective, your experience, your truth, not be suppressed. What? No, it's not. It's about you just accused Israel of killing people based on their uh, and, and genocide. Yes, uh, it's not about your experience, your truth. Anyway, the, this this is this is why 
the postmodern slash quote unquote progressive movement is so infuriating because what the vice president says, she validated that slander from coming from this student, talking about your experience, your perspective, your truth, but you can't do that anywhere else on any other issue in this country if you contradict the leftist narrative. Or you get canceled. Or you get canceled. So if that student had said something racist or said something promoting ivermectin or said something about vaccines. Pro-life. Or we, need to, or pro we need to life, defend the border. Or we need to defend the border. The vice president would not have said, oh, I applaud your bravery and your perspective. That's your truth. No, she would have tried to contradict that student's quote-unquote truth. So this is what's so infuriating because they contradict themselves over and over and over again, but it's becoming sinister now because if you say anything pro-life, like we're talking about these kind of examples, they go after you. They don't applaud your freedom. Are you freedom impressed by her at all? Kamala Harris? Yeah. No. What has she done right? In I'm fact, sure. my opinion of her, it didn't start off very high, but it continues to drop. She is not very bright. I mean, she was put in charge of the crisis at the border. They don't call it a crisis. What has she done? She's not done anything. She's, she she, she had, went once. To El Paso or wherever. That's yes. one incompetent putting another incompetent yeah. in charge of a terrible policy. Right. Yeah. President Biden is clearly incompetent. He puts his second in command, who's also incompetent, right. in charge of a, an unfolding yes. catastrophe uh, on the border. Uh, so to review, ladies and gentlemen, what have we learned this hour? <laughs> Of class, I've got two words that we can encapsulate this rich fifty-five minutes yeah. of, <laughs> of conversation, and that is with this expression: "We're doomed." <laughs> I've got three words. What? Come, Lord Jesus. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm kidding, folks. We're not eternally doomed, but we're in a bad place politically in America right now. We'll be back momentarily. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.